Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. This podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it be living simply out here on our little hobby farm, or how we keep things simple in our home school, or our life as a work-at-home family, or I actually always like to talk about Jesus, because that is my favorite thing to talk about, but I always touch on all topics about things simple. So today, you're going to actually hear on this topic about the benefits of living simply, and what that means for us, and what I have found to be the really good things that come from living simple. For so many of us, the um, idea of living simply is so different, right? So there's minimalists, there's people in tiny houses, there's people who get rid of all their stuff, and then there's people like me, where it's not something that is defining my life, it's just, you know, a way of life, but there are no rules, everybody is different, but for me, at the very core of living simple is because I want more Jesus. I truly believe that the less stuff, the more we have of Jesus, the more we desire him, the less we desire the stuff of this world and the noise of this world and the less distractions we will have so we can live more fully for him. So there are so many blogs out there, right, about living simply and simple living and tiny houses and uh, minimalism and all that. But really, for, for me, at the core of this blog is why the title is Simply Living for Him. It's not just simple living or simple living tips or being a, a minimalist. It's really all about um, living out our purpose in life, which is to know God and make Him known and to live for His glory um, and doing that by eliminating the things that distract us in this world. I don't know if many of you know how this website came about, but today would be a good time to sort of just recap even why I began blogging and how the name came about and everything, and then I can kind of get into the benefits of living a simple life. And you'll hear some surprises about me and how I was not always this way. So stay tuned for a few minutes to hear um, the little surprises. But Several years ago, let's see, I think it was back in 2009, we were new to homeschooling, maybe we were two years into the journey or so, and we had a rough start. If many of you have listened to the podcast episode, An Unlikely Homeschooler, or if you have um, seen me speaking at a homeschool convention, you've heard this story, or if you've you know read my books, but real quickly, we had a rough start with our homeschool journey. My parents were not really supportive. They were not on board. And so in the early years, it was kind of difficult for me to talk about it with them, to talk about homeschooling, because it was just such a touchy area. And um, so about two years into the journey, I started a blog. Now, I had no idea what a blog was. This is like in prehistoric blogging days. It was not like where you could go on the internet and find a blog about any topic at that time. It was more like people were keeping these blogs as an online journal and kind of like an online scrapbook is what I thought it was. And I didn't know anybody read them. I just figured I would share the link with my family and friends and they could see what we were doing in our homeschool each day. So I would sort of take little photos of, you know, when we did a craft or a fun lesson and I would kind of share those on my website. And, um, you know, like I said, just 
share it with family and friends to show them what we were doing. And this was sort of a non-confrontational way for me to show my family what we were doing in our homeschool without having to really talk about it. So I kind of just thought, you know, I'll just keep this fun little journal and sort of my thoughts about homeschooling and what we're doing in our homeschool. And, um, you know, that would be a good thing to do. Well, fast forward a couple of years after that, blogs, the whole blog world sort of blew up, right? It became a big thing. And somehow I fell into that, not having a clue what I was doing and not really even wanting to be, you know, <laughs> a public blogger, but it really happened accidentally. And um, I started writing for an online uh, homeschool website monthly. You know, I was a monthly contributor. And that's kind of how I got other people reading my blog. But what happened was about maybe a year into that uh, online you know, journal, what I thought I was doing, um, I had written a piece for that homeschooling website about living simple and about simplifying and about my desire to have a more simple life. And um, that was the first time that I got like tons of comments and feedback on my blog and uh, are on that article. And um, it was kind of interesting to see how that topic really resonated with people. And all of a sudden, you know, I felt like, wow, I hit something here. And that is when I changed my homeschooling blog over to simply living for him. I sort of, it was one summer day, I was sitting there and I had this vision. I was like, you know, I love this, like living simple. I love, you know, this whole idea of, um, I always wanted to be a little house of the prairie girl at heart, you know. <laughs> I love the whole idea of just having less stuff and being able to focus more on Jesus. And, you know, it seems like a lot of people out there, we're feeling the same. So I sort of changed my blog that year and I said, I'm going to write about all things simple, not just homeschooling and not just for my family and friends to read about, but I'll just put this out there. And boy, has God really done amazing things on that journey all through this little online uh, journal that I started. So I started um, writing at Simply Living for Him and it has grown and I have been able to speak, you know, at homeschooling conventions or do my own workshops and my own women's retreat last year and the, this podcast and, you know, all sorts of fun things. So it's been a really cool journey. But you know, I wanted to make sure that people understood that I am by no means a minimalist or a, I, there's no rules to living simply. You know, everybody has their own thing. Some people out there really want no stuff and they want to be minimalists and they want tiny houses. And some people out there just want that mindset of, you know, not having too much stuff to distract them. And for me, the whole point of living simply and why I write about it is to point others to Jesus. Because I truly feel that the more we desire him, the less we will naturally desire of this world. The less we will be looking to, you know, fill up on other things when we are filled up on him. So there's no rules for living simply, especially on, I mean, there might be on some blogs, but not on this one. Um, there are no rules for living simply. This is truly um, just all about getting rid of distractions in life so you can focus on what's most important. You know, I'm in my 40s now. I'm going to be 42 this summer. And as time goes on, I realize so much more that life is short and that God has given me only this one chance, this one life, and I want to use it well. But most importantly, I want to use it for him. 
And I don't want to waste my time on things that don't matter. I don't want to waste my time filling my mind with things that don't matter. I want to be all in and I want to be all in focused on him. And the way for me to do that is to keep things simple. You know, I always look at things as like, well, what does this matter in the long term? You know, like what is the big picture? And that's really for me what it means to live simply. You know, we don't live in a tiny house. We're not minimalists. Um, but our mindset has always been to look at things as, you know, almost in like that eternal, eternal uh, perspective. Like what is the most important here? Um, will this matter in the long run? And really keeping our focus laser sharp on Jesus. Um, it may surprise many of you. I tell people this sometimes and they look at me and they go, really? So I really want everybody to know this because I'm all about being transparent and real and authentic. I was a very messy little girl. I am not like Miss Neat uh, Nick person here, you know, super duper organized by nature. No way. That is not me. Yes, I like to live clutter free. Yes, I like to be organized. But my nature is not to be that way. So it's something I have fought to be. So I was always the messy little girl. My poor sister, I shared a room with my sister, a small room and one small closet, and she was obsessively neat and she was perfectly organized. And then there was me with my stuff hanging out of my dresser drawers, stuff shoved under my bed, and my side of the closet was a disaster. So that was me as a kid. I was always losing things. I felt like I was always two steps behind. I could never find things. You know, I was the one at school with my backpack that was a disaster. My desk was a disaster. And don't even look in my locker, right? <laughs> so that was me as a kid. And as I've grown, you know, I feel like I almost kind of fight against that now. And that's kind of why I am the way I am now, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be that messy little girl. I don't want to like remember how it felt to be two steps behind and to be having, you know, not being able to find things. And that's the reason why we as debuses, we always laugh because our family is never late. We cannot be late. We have to be, we would rather be early than be late to something. We will sit in a parking lot and wait until it's time to go in. But that, I think, comes from that feeling of, you know, I don't want to be two steps behind. I don't want people waiting for me. I don't want to walk into a place like, you know, whoo, like a whirlwind because I'm late. So I often fight a lot of those childhood feelings. So that doesn't mean like I like to live clutter-free and I, I am totally the opposite of a hoarder. I am the one that's always throwing things out because I just don't want to deal with piles of stuff. Um, but I am, you know, saying that if you came to my house, you could open a drawer and it may be a disaster. Or you may find a closet that has things sort of tucked away inside. Like my closet can get messy or my desk can get messy because that is not my nature to keep everything perfectly clean. And a lot of times I just don't want to see the clutter or I just don't want to see the mess. So I sort of just throw it in a drawer or a closet and I'm like, I'll deal with it later. So if you came to my house, it's not that I am this, you know, over the top, clutter free, uh, perfectly neat and organized person. Like I said, that is not my nature. So that may surprise you. Um, my nature is something that I have to fight daily. Now I want to be organized and I want to be neat, um, but it's something that I work at and I have to work at as an adult all the time. And like I said, I am the opposite of a hoarder because I think that feeling of always losing things or always having so much stuff, because I felt like I was a little collector of things when I was a kid, um, 
I think that comes from, you know, not wanting to feel that way, not wanting to feel like I have to always manage my piles of stuff. And um, the less, <laughs> it's such a simple benefit, but I'll tell you the first benefit of living simple, it's such an easy, like no brainer, is having less, less stuff means having less stuff to take care of. <laughs> Right. But it's so true. If you just don't bring so much stuff into your house, you don't have so much stuff to take care of. And like I said, I'm the opposite of a hoarder. I'm the one that's always like, throw it away, get rid of it. We don't want it around because I just don't want to deal with piles of things. So I'm always kind of going, uh, scanning over my desk or scanning over the counters in the kitchen because I always want to try to keep them clean. It just makes me feel uh, so much less stressed when you walk into a room and there's not piles, there's not clutter. So our counters are always being cleaned off throughout the day. We have like a coffee table in our main living area that the kids like to pile things on and I'm constantly going in there like, put this away, put this away because I just don't like that feeling of piles of things. So the less stuff you have, the less there is to take care of, right? That's a benefit that feels like a no-brainer, but it's something we need to be reminded of. If we want to have more time to focus on the really important things, we just can bring in less stuff. And another benefit for living simply is we are living for the right things, right? Now, this is really at the heart of Simply Living for Him. What are we living for? We have one life. Let's live it purposefully. Let's live it for Him. Let's know Him more and, and make Him known and really, truly live for God. And we can do that more easily when we sort of get rid of all the other things that can distract us. That doesn't mean we can't have things in our life, you know, material or otherwise, that make us happy and are extra. But that's the point, that those things are all extra, that we don't put all of our time and energy thinking that things are going to make us happy. Because, you know, whatever it is, if it's an iPad, an iPhone, I don't know, whatever it is, people kind of go after these things thinking once they have that, it's going to be so satisfying and life is going to be easier or better or more pleasurable or whatever it is. And it is for a little while, but it always fades away. But when you are living for the things of God and you are doing purposeful things and you are out there, you know, sharing him with others or loving on others and serving others and focusing your time and energy on the things of God, those things satisfy. That doesn't fade away. Actually, it only grows and gets better and better. So when you focus your time, you know, um, on the things of eternity and realizing there is nothing here on earth that will satisfy beyond him, that's huge. And that right there will cause you to seek after less things on earth and more of Jesus. Another benefit to living simply, here's another note, it feels like no-brainer, but another benefit to living simply is it saves money, <laughs> right? If you buy less, you'll have more money. And if you focus on, you know, um, having less stuff, you will save more money. Now, I'm not a, like, you know, I'm not trying to say, because we're not ones that want to be rich, my husband and I. We want to use all that we have for him. But money can cause stress as well, right? So if you have stress about money, or um, I'm not saying, you know, living simply makes you rich, because I, like I said, we don't even want to be rich. Um, but if, have, if um, money stresses you out, then there is another benefit of living simply. You can have um, your finances more in order, the less you bring into your house. And that I'll take that a little bit further. 
then it gives you the opportunity to be a giver and it gives you the opportunity to share. You know, several, let's see, not several, it's been two years since we moved into our home and our dream with this home, and you guys, seen, you guys have seen the pictures on Instagram and on the blog and on my Facebook um, about Love's Farm, which is what we call our little hobby farm here, is to really share everything we have with others. And Steve's out there working hard every day on our garden and we've got our chickens laying eggs. And um, the purpose in all that is not to keep it for ourselves. You know, it's to share with others. So last year we started this little farm stand out in the front. And we had a little sign that everything was free. That people were could come and take what they needed. And they were, if they want to leave, you know, money behind as a donation towards the farm, that's fine. But take what you need. And um, that was really our whole purpose. And some people would look at me and say, what do you mean this is free? Like, this is free? And we were like, yeah, please share with anyone you know in need. Um, we have food here. We have an abundance of food that we grew over the summer. We had eggs, everything. Take what you need. Because we feel that nothing we have is from us. It, we know it's all from God. He has blessed us. And any abundance we have, we don't want to hoard for ourselves. We want to share it. You know, so many people would come up to a little farm stand and be like, you know, you could sell this stuff. And I was like, I know, but we don't need to. We're good. We have enough. And that's huge for someone like me who stresses about money. And over the years, you know, as you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast, we have episodes about this. We've struggled financially because Steve lost his job three times in our marriage. Um, you know, we got married young and right out of college. So we never had like that good, you know, we saved up to be married and had all this. We got married young. We were like, God will provide, <laughs> you know, had our children young and everything else. So we feel like the years that I stressed over finances um, and now to look and see that God has provided for us through Steve's business. He's provided for us through our family endeavors. Um, and, you know, we're certainly not rich. We're not rich, but we don't struggle like we did. So we're like, you know what? Then we share. We share. We're good. We have enough. We don't need to hoard. We don't need to store up. God is providing for us, and we're going to take any abundance that we have, and we're going to share it with others. So living simply and that mindset of not storing up your treasure here and not storing up even like, well, I need to store up because what if? God is our what if. We know he will provide for us. And we know that if we follow after him and we share what we have, that we will be okay. He will provide for us. Because in the end, right, we all need very little. We think we need so much, but we could really survive on much less than we all do. So living simple and being able to give away our extra helps us to trust him more, to focus on him more, not to trust in ourselves, not to trust in our money, not to trust in our storing up, but to trust in him. And when we share with others our food, you know, like we always said, we want to um, share and, and um, provide for others to uh, provide for them and nourish them uh, with food, but mostly to share and nourish them spiritually. That if when we're sharing our food, people could see that we're doing that because of God, then we're sharing God's love with others. And that's more important to us than sharing the food, is sharing God's love. You know, people, we kind of would type up a little um, 
a little blurb that we would put in the bags of food when people would come last year, and it sort of shared the gospel a little bit and said, you know, we're doing this because of our faith and we want to share God's love and kind of gave them a little bit of that too. So I would hope somebody would go home and maybe read that and say, wow, you know, and want to know more or just get to see glimpses of Jesus if they don't know him already. So less stress, more money, um, but more money than to give away <laughs> or to share, you know, or to do really purposeful things with. Those are the first three benefits of living more simply. Another benefit of living more simply, especially if we're looking at the mental clutter aspect of living simply, is a clearer mind. I think nowadays, so many of us are distracted because of just the age we live in, the information that's at our fingertips all the time, the blogs, the internet, the social media craze, the um, just the amount of information that goes into our minds daily is so much more than it used to be. So if we can really filter out the most important, we will have a clearer mind. If you've been following along on Facebook and on the blog, I have a challenge for May about... Um, seeking or setting God's word first in your mind each day before you read any other words. That's before text, before emails, you know, before you go on the computer, before you watch the news, simply going to God's word first thing in the morning and seeing what he has to say. And that really sets your mind in the right mindset and clears your mind and sets your mind on the things that matter most. And then you can go tackle those things more easily. You know, when you go into a Facebook uh, newsfeed or you go onto a blog or you turn on the TV, after setting your mind above and after reading his word first, you're looking at it through the lens of Jesus. You're looking at it with your mind in the right place. Rather than going to Facebook, watching the news, getting discouraged, blah, 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 and then going to his word to sort of like, you're like, help, you know, how about if we equip ourselves to look at those things through the proper lens? So simplifying and seeking him first, which to me is really the big, the first step in simplifying is seeking him first, um, helps you to have a clearer mind. So that would be another benefit of living simply. A humongous benefit, another one of living more simply, is focusing on relationships rather than stuff. Building relationships instead of building more piles of stuff, right? When our focus is on things that are eternal and our focus is on God, we're going to want to build more relationships and love on people more. So if we can focus on having less and doing more real things, you know, um, like kids, for instance, nowadays, how many people want to provide for their kids all these things and all this stuff when all our kids really want is us. They want us to look in their eyes. They want us to, you know, play a game outside with them. They want our full attention. And so many of us are so distracted by the things of this world we're not giving them our full attention. And I raise my hand with you right now because I'm right there with you and I'm guilty of this so often. And I'm so convicted by it that I want to make sure that my relationships with my children and with the people around me are top priority and I'm not distracted by the things of this world above them. Because life is short. And like I said, we only get a certain amount of time with our kids. 
at home. You know, I'm so grateful that I homeschool them so that I can spend that time with them. Um, but we only get a certain amount of time with them. Let's make the most of it. I don't want my kids to look back someday and remember that mommy was so busy shopping for the perfect decor in our house or mommy was so busy, you know, shopping for whatever it was or mommy was so busy on the computer or mommy was so busy doing this and that. I want them to remember that mommy invested in them, that mommy cared about what they had to say and looked them in the eye and that mommy, most of all, was a mommy who taught them about God and who sought God first and taught them to do that. Those are the most important things. So we want to focus on building relationships and not stuff. Because what we do in our relationships are the things that have eternal value. But when we accumulate things, all of that goes away someday. As my grandma used to say, you know, a lot of probably grandmas out there used to say, you can't take it with you, right? None of the things we see around us, nothing will come with us to heaven. Not even our bodies. You know, we're going to get new ones someday. Nothing around us that we see will come with us to heaven. Yet we focus so much on the here and now. And we focus so much on accumulating all these things. But we should be focusing more on the things that are going to last forever, right? But we have it backwards. We focus on the things that are going to go away rather than focusing on the eternal. Eternity is so much longer than our here and now. And I know because we're in the here and now, and eternity just sounds like some faraway distant thing. So our natural inclination is to focus on the here and now. That's why I tell you the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we focus on him, the more we realize that everything around us is going away. So we focus on him more. And that is what it means for me to truly live simply. Just to have less stuff so I can focus more on him. And, you know, trying to focus on relationships, and focus on living, living life, and not focus on stuff. That's what I said my old tagline on Simply Living for Him used to be, have less and do more. And that was really about having less stuff so we had more time to do more real things. Because face it, having a lot of stuff takes time to manage it, takes energy to manage it. Um, and so when we have less of it, we have more time freed up to do the things we want to do. And lastly, living simply is, for me, freedom. Freedom from what the world expects of me or how the world, you know, wants me. I don't care what other people think. I don't care if I have the newest, greatest anything. I don't care. I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm trying to keep up with God. There is so much freedom in not trying to impress others. There is so much freedom in knowing what you're truly living for, that you're living for Jesus and not the things of this world. There is so much freedom in knowing that you have your eyes fixed on the eternal. And that doesn't mean, believe me out there, people, I am not perfect. That doesn't mean I don't get caught up in the here and now. I get caught up in it way more than I want to. <laughs> but that is why I keep going, and that is why I keep, you know, this blog going and keeping myself focused um, on the eternal and on living for him. Um, the here and now is definitely 
something that we all get distracted by because we're in the here and now. So of course we want to, it's the whole, we want to live in this world, but not of it. But there is so much freedom in not living for anyone's expectations, knowing that you are living for God. You know, like I said, people look at me and say, why do you, why do you want this farm life? Why do you want that? Some people think it's weird. Why are you giving your food away? I don't have to worry because I know that this is where God wants us to be. I don't have to worry what people think. That's a hard one, though, for me and for most people. I spent most of my life worrying what people think. And, you know, especially when I came to homeschooling, I didn't want to be a weird person out there who was homeschooling. <laughs> now I love it. So there were, I realized there's so much freedom in following him and what he sets in your heart. And um, this is the desire he's given me for my heart. It may not be for everybody. But like I said, this is not a rules thing. This is not a legalistic thing. This is not a minimalist thing. Like, you know, if you have stuff, then you are not, you're not loving Jesus enough. No way. That is not what I'm saying. Because we do have stuff. There are things that I want. Believe me. But it's all about keeping these things at your mind, in your mind and keeping this mindset and this frame of mind that, you know, what am I truly living for? Evaluating where your heart is all the time. Like I said, I fall into the traps all the time, you know. I want something or um, I covet after something or I think I'm going to have something and it's going to make life better. But this has this way of life and living simply and, and understanding that I'm doing this because I want Jesus more and realizing I don't really need the next best thing um, is really the mindset we want to have. And it brings about so much freedom. You know, we live out here on this little hobby farm life. That doesn't mean you can't live simply if you're in the city. That doesn't mean you can't have more of Jesus if you live in the city wherever you are doesn't matter this is simply the life that God has given me I want you know less noise less distractions I like living out in the country doesn't mean you can't have a simple life wherever you are because it's all about a mindset and that mindset is simply living for him for Jesus getting rid of all the distractions in this world so that you can see him more clearly I hope you would join me this summer as well at our Simply Living for Him retreat. We still have openings available from July 13th to the 15th, where our whole topic of our retreat, the theme this year, is turn your eyes upon Jesus. And just like we're talking today, the focus for that, you know, two days is going to be, how can we live in the world with our eyes fixed on Jesus? Let's talk about turning our eyes upon Jesus so that the things of this world you know, will fade away. But when we look at him, we see more clearly our purposes in life and it helps us to desire less and less of this world. So we still have tickets available for that. The prices will go up on May 31st. So please register now. If you are interested, go over to simplylivingforhim.com and you will find all the information there to register for the retreat. I have about 30 ladies registered right now and we have room for more. So please go over there and check that out. And um, I would love to hear how you guys feel about this topic of living simply and the benefits of living simply and how is it working for you? Are you struggling with this? Are you, um, you know, doing this? Is it, have you found the freedom in living for simply? So share on the blog or on the Facebook page and let's continue the conversation. I would love to hear from you out there. And until next time, I wish you blessings and joy.